0: All right, let's dive right in. I feel like this was a very requested podcast because a majority of people are not self-employed. So how can you take everything that we learned this month and apply it to work or how can you create or hold boundaries of reasonable expectations within your workplace. So, I want everyone to write down, mentally jot, tattoo it across your forehead, make a sticker, do a little dance, do a little jig, however, <laughs> however you remember things. This one phrase. What would you like me to prioritize? What would you like me to prioritize? This is going to be the basis of our whole podcast. So I have worked a majority of my working life in a hectic, busy um, environment where you didn't know what was walking through the door. You could have, dare I use the Q word, a quiet night or... You could literally be running back and forth between pharmacy, surgery, treatment, triage, ICU. I mean, in veterinary medicine, it is not like human medicine. It's not like, oh, I have one department and I'm in that department and I have my assigned patients for the day and I only deal with them. No, it is, um, Quite frankly, a shit show, which is why I left. Um, I will never forget the day that my supervisor decided to call out, did not schedule anyone in her place, and I had 22 ICU patients to myself, some of whom had Q15s, Q1s. For people not in the medical field, that means that they had a treatment or a check every 15 minutes or every hour. Q meaning every. That was the most insane day of my life. That was an unfair expectations. I had doctors breathing down my back about why their Q15s weren't done, why their Q30s weren't done. And I wish, I wish that I would have known this phrase back then, because what it does is it puts the responsibility back on the person asking the tasks. What would you like me to prioritize? So when I'm speaking about this, I just want everyone to know that if you don't know me personally, or you don't know where I'm coming from on a personal um, background, It's not that I'm speaking out of my butt, you know, and I'm sitting here making my own schedule and I, um, you know, I don't know what it's like out in the workforce world. Believe me. Um, if you don't know my backstory, quick recap, I actually quit my job at my job because of a severe lack of work-life balance. Um, I was working trauma ER At nights, very short-staffed, only myself after 2 a.m. We had two ICU technicians at the time who probably could have used a third or a fourth um, hand with what they had to do. I literally had to intake the client, triage the clients. Um, You know, there I am putting catheters and things, trying to figure out, you know, Who takes priority? Um, And all the while, some doctor... And listen, I'm not bashing on doctors. I'm just telling you how it is, okay? Um, But all the while, there's four doctors sitting in the doctor's office shooting the shit. Just chatting. While we're literally dying on the floor. And they make eight times as much as we do. If you have a child or you yourself are thinking about going in the veterinary field, do not. With almost 20 years of experience, and a master's, I earned $16 an hour, and they had capped it. Um, And that was with a differential pay because I was working nights. There's no money. There's no retirement. There's no nothing. The one thing that I had going for me is that I had Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. It was a shift that I bid, and I won, shockingly, because I didn't have the seniority to win it, but no one else wanted it. So I took it. We got a new supervisor. She decided that she would like. Saturdays, Sundays. And Mondays off. So she switched everyone's schedule. And broke apart my days off. And I quit right there on the spot. Because that was the one thing that was like. Barely gluing my mental health. Together. And I wasn't. I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it. Quit on the spot. A whole lot of other stuff ensued. So. I know that sometimes sitting on the other side of podcasts or, you know, therapy sessions, clinical sessions, coaching sessions can feel like, ugh, they're just saying it, but they don't even know how it is. And I assure you, I understand stress in a workplace. I understand, you know, people who roll your eyes and don't care. Supervisors who are in it for the bonuses, who will literally understaff you because if they keep their staff rates down, they get a bonus and they don't care if they do it off the back of your mental health. Um, so <laughs> I say all these things and I do these podcasts and I'm in the field that I'm in now because I want you guys to be the happiest, healthiest you can be. So what would you like me to prioritize? This is a phrase that I wish I would have known because a lot of times, no matter what you're doing during your day, right, you have your task list, you're checking it off, you have more tasks that you're doing, and someone will come in, whether it's an in-person supervisor or through email, through a text, through a phone call, however you specifically communicate, and they'll say, hey, when you're free, can you do this? Or hey, I need you to do this. Or Hey, I'm going to need this by the end of today, right? There is some sort of concoction of that phrase that is coming your way. It might come your way daily. It might come your way hourly. I would love for you to get in the habit and it's going to feel scary as shit the first time you do it. And you might get a look like some Nicki Minaj look back at you. Okay. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Picture me next to you. Picture me backing you. I'm there. I promise you in spirit, I'll deck someone spiritually from afar, virtually. Okay. If you need, if you need some, uh, you know, spiritual backup, I'm there. I am there. But if someone comes to you and I'm actually going to use the example um of our member who brought it to me she's an ICU nurse currently she's working covid floors obviously it's crazy af and you don't know what the hell's coming your direction right so for that member let's say that you already are stacked in your workday and then your supervisor comes to you and says hey i need you to go replace the uh the pork cath on Room twenty two. Okay, we're just we're gonna we're gonna bring it out of nowhere. Okay, um, get in the habit of turning around and saying, "What would you like me to prioritize?" List what you have going on. I don't care if you sound like a bitch. I don't care if they think you sound like a bitch. You are literally listing off what you have. So it would go something like this. Now, I'm going to go back into my own repertoire because I don't know human med, so bear with me, okay? It would sound something like this. Okay, no problem. What would you like me to prioritize? I currently have IV medication on five dogs. I also need to suture check and rebandage our post-op dog who got its e-collar off. Then Dr. X has a Q15 on Sadie. I'm going to need to check her. I also have to go to lunch at some time because I'm hitting that seven hour mark and I'm going to get in trouble. What would you like me to prioritize? Wait for their answer. Because two things, okay? One, They actually don't know what you have on their plate. It is our assumption that people know all the burden that we are carrying all the time. Are they our supervisors? Yes. Should they possibly just, I don't know, actually know what's going on with their employees? Dude. Yes. But... Is it possible that they actually can't keep track of 57 people and everything that those 57 people are doing and what they're responsible for? Yeah, dude, that's fair. That's fair. So instead of being in that position of like, this person doesn't care about me and they don't even, you know, they just want to put more, you know, shit on my back, um, Get comfortable using that phrase because they either don't know how much you have going on, that will allow them to see that you actually don't have time, or they will tell you, okay, I'm going to need you to prioritize this catheter replacement. Um, I will have so-and-so do these other two tasks. Does that work for you? If it doesn't work for you, say it doesn't work for you. That is your working environment. You have a right to a non retaliatory working environment. I'll be the person that's like HR everyday on speed dial. Don't care. Don't care what rep I get. Don't care uh, who looks at me cross-eyed. <laughs> Don't care. Now you might care. and. And that's totally okay. Conflict might not be something that you're comfortable with. And we talked about conflict last month in our podcast. Conflict is not always bad. Confronting things is good. Now, the other thing is that they have in their head what you have to do, but they don't actually, they're they're not allotting the time. You know how we talked uh, this month about scheduling? And how we have to have healthy expectations of the hours of our day. And a lot of times we are planning more things than we have hours. That happens at work. Whether you work in the medical field or whether you work in a professional field. You work in food service. You work in customer service. You know, someone might think that you have the time to do go-backs and, um. I don't know a lot of these other terms for more service-based, customer service-based, but, you know, your side work, your go-backs, all these things. So start to use that phrase when someone approaches you and says, hey, I need you too, okay? I know you're going to start feeling the blood boil. You might even feel the tears behind your eyes coming because you're so overwhelmed, If you feel comfortable with that person because this phrase does require a little bit of vulnerability and I would never ask people to be vulnerable uh, with anybody who is not safe. If you feel safe in the presence of the person asking you, I would add in the addition of I am at my capacity. What would you like me to prioritize? If you do not feel safe with that person. Do not use that phrase because I know the fear of it being used against you. But with everything, hey, before you go to lunch, could you X, Y, or Z? Um, You know, it's like, well, what would you like me to prioritize? Doing this task or getting paid here, here in California, I actually, for our listeners who are not in California, here in California, if you don't meet lunch by hour six, they actually have to pay you a, um, it's like an additional hour of pay because they didn't meet the marker. And that does happen in medicine. Um, there is a waiver for it my boss at the hospital used to make us sign it all the time. It was ridiculous. And I just stopped signing it for sure. So what would you like me to prioritize? Would you like me to prioritize going to lunch on time and, you know, us not getting the hit or would you like me to prioritize this task? You know, Oh, I need you to, you know, pick up, let's go let's go over to corporate okay hey i need you to pick up this account you know and i i need these figures by the end of the day okay what would you like me to prioritize i'm already working on four accounts three of them need numbers by the end of the day i didn't ever work in corporate so forgive my lingo if i add this one on i will need to put another one to the side. So what would you like me to prioritize? Because here, here's the kicker. The more honest that you can be about expectations of time, you are serving not only yourself, you are serving every other person in that position, in your building, virtually working, however it is, right? Especially if you are in a face-to-face position for other coworkers to hear you or see you say, okay, what would you like me to prioritize? That is going to get everyone else going like, oh, that's rad. You know what? We all need to do that. We all need to take that stance for our mental health and healthy expectations of time and you know what if your supervisor if your boss wants to come back at you retaliate against you like I don't want you to uh you know I want you to prioritize all of them okay with the time that I have on my shift and what needs to be done I cannot have six priority one tasks I currently have six priority one tasks. What would you like me to delegate? What would you like to delegate? And then I can take on this additional task, but I cannot take it on because I already have six priority one tasks. So please let me know. I'm going to go get back to work because I am running behind or I am busy. And you know what? If they want to take it a step further and they want to say, you got an attitude, you got this, you got that, blah, blah, blah. If they call you into some meeting, because believe me, I know that some supervisors just have, I'm not even going to say a stick up their butt. They have like barbed wire up their butt. Okay. And if someone double crosses them or, you know, doesn't just say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. They have all sorts of issues. If you get pulled into some closed door meeting, your only phrase, because Lord knows you got to protect your ass with HR, your only phrase should be, the tasks that were given to me were not an appropriate expectation. This is what I had to do. The expectation was to have six priority one tasks that is not a healthy expectation. And that is not doable. You, you cannot physically do that. Taking a little sip guys. So get super comfy using that term. What would you like me to prioritize? Because you aren't running the day right? Whoever walks through the door, your manager, your supervisor, the person above you, you know, the customers, clients, whatever it is, they're really a lot of times dictating the day. Because I would say for a majority of us, even myself, um, my work is I'm as proactive, proactive as I can be. But I would say that a lot of my work is reactionary where yes, I'm proactive about scheduling out my clients appropriately, giving myself appropriate breaks, ending at appropriate times, but all the stuff that happens in between is reactionary. What do I do when I pick up, you know, the phone or I jump online visually with a client and they're in the middle of a CPTSD, you know, um, very bad episode that requires me to be appropriately reactive to their situation, you know, so that thinking in the moment. Um, but (laughs) I mean, I have to remember that phrase all the time too. What would you like me to prioritize? Because I have to ask myself that, You know, when people are like, hey, could you do this for me? Hey, can you do that? Hey, can you pick up the kids? Hey, can you, whatever it is, right? I have to ask myself, like, do I have the time for this? And if I don't, but that is important, what else can I prioritize? Is there anything else to prioritize? The other thing is don't be afraid to say no, I know that's such a bad word. We perceive it as such a bad word. We are so afraid to tell our quote unquote superiors, no. But that in itself, hey, can you do this or I'm going to need you to do this? I cannot do that. I do not have the time for that. I do not have the capacity for that. I do not have the resources that I would need to complete that. Whatever the that is. No, I can't take that on. No, I'm going to need you to find another person. And that doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you inadequate because you have to think about the scale balance, right? The balance scale. Pardon me. If you are, funny enough, we talked about this in the webinar, If you're going to stay up late, do the dishes, all the thing, be angry, and then you're going to lose sleep the next day. Why? Why do that? So the same thing at work, right? If you're going to stay two hours late, I'm going to use some just very distinct language right now. Fuck your mental health over. Um, You're going to lose that overtime, money and taxes anyways. Let's be honest especially if you live in, you know, some of these higher tax bracket states. California is not the only one. In fact, California is like, I don't know. uh, I just read a survey and I think it's like 34th um, financially. So we're not as bad as everyone thinks we are. But still, I know that there have been pay periods where I worked 107 hours, lost it all to taxes, So are you going to do the work, stay the overtime, fuck your mental health, lose it all in taxes, probably piss off your kids, your partner, your dog, right? Your dog's going to pee on the carpet. You're going to create this domino effect of being angry, being bitter, being resentful, or you could get kind of nervous, maybe a little scared, say no, and then what? And then they have a closed door meeting with you and say, hey, we asked you to do this other task and you said no. Yes, I did say no. I had six other priority tasks. I did not have the capacity nor the research or the resources to be able to take on that task. Delegation didn't seem to be an option. I mean, if you get kickback for standing up for yourself at work, And you don't feel like your HR person is team you. Dude, keep going. I would also say that if you work in a extensively toxic environment. It may be time for you to look for other placement. I've been talking a lot this week, guys. Sorry for my, my sips. So, You always have the opportunity to say no. I know that saying no is very difficult. It's something that it is, I believe, a lifelong journey to find ways to say no without guilt or like the cringe factor of, oh, what's going to happen when I say no? Just no. Um, And by the way, that goes back to childhood. And we would do something and, you know, one of our parents would very sternly say No. no. And all of a sudden we felt so in trouble, so in trouble. And that's that system of punishment and reward that sticks with us because neuroscience, um, because our little dendrites chomped up that emotion when we were told no. And now it, you know, 24, 27, 32, 39, 44, however old you are, Whenever you hear yourself say no or you hear someone else say no, boom. Memories. Um, It's like that movie. Oh, I don't remember what the movie's called. It's got all the emotions in it. It's got like, you know, joy and anger. Oh, man. Well, someone will remind me of it. I know it. Um... But that's really how it works. So if you're not in a space where you feel like you can say, no, what would you like me to prioritize? And if they're like, uh, all of it, (laughs) well, I can't do that. That's not, that's not reasonable. That's not a reasonable expectation. Um, you know, are you willing to delegate any of my tasks? Are you willing to take on any of my tasks? I know that it is scary AF to use those kind of phrases because they are not commonplace in the workplace here in America, but they should be. You should not be afraid to stand up for yourself. And if you are afraid to stand up for yourself in your work environment, I know times are crazy, but I would just say, maybe start looking At the one ads, because there are so many jobs out there that you do not have to put up with a bad work environment that is eating your mental health alive. Um, It's not always easy to switch. Quitting my job was the most fearful thing I ever did. It was the scariest thing I ever did. It was the first time I quit a job without having another job. And it was terrifying, but my mental health outside of that job, um, for people who don't know veterinary medicine took over the number one suicide rate about five years ago. And we had people within our own hospital that succumb to compassion fatigue, caregiver fatigue, depression imbalance of, you know, work-life balance. And when you have access to the means, um, it becomes a little bit easier. <laughs> so, I kn- Oh, you guys, I'm so sorry. I just dropped one of my things off the wall. Oh, what a, what a real life situation right here. It was glass, too. It didn't break. Um, <laughs> you guys, I am so sorry. Um, oh, it broke, broke. Okay. The glass did not break, but my little frame did. Um, so what would you like me to prioritize? That is your best friend forever. So don't be afraid to, you know what, why would I be so dumb as to try to hang that up while I'm podcasting? I know better. Come on. Come on, Heather. And if you have a very specific situation, feel free to reach out to me. If you start using this tactic and you're getting a lot of pushback, ping me, you know, get in that Patreon inbox, bring it up on Discord Friday. I am here to help. But we have to Start not only looking at ourselves, but looking at our workplace as an entirety, standing up for ourselves in the workplace. When we sign that contract, it says, oh, that's why it cut off yesterday. You can only record for 30 minutes. (laughs) When you sign that um, contract at work, it says you have the right to a healthy workplace. Do not be afraid to bring back up your contracts and advocate for your mental health. All right, guys, we are just on the end of this, uh, 29th minute. Good to know here on the, um, desktop. It's only 30 minutes. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Don't forget that phrase. What would you like me to prioritize? See you tomorrow.